Hello <laughs> and welcome to the latest episode of Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with a British twist. I'm your host, Paul. Uh, tonight I've got two of the team. Uh, Josh is a typical teenager and has forgotten to do his homework, so he isn't with us. Um, <laughs> so joining me tonight is uh, Mr. Craig Lucas. Bonjour, I have not got any quotes. <laughs> I don't know who said that, I'm not sure. I'm just, uh, that I'm would just be Craig Lucas. That would be Craig Lucas. <laughs> yeah, oh, the organised mess that is Craig Lucas. Uh, Hi. And also joining us tonight is Mr. Tony Bufton. Good evening. Well, I've got one. You, a TV anchor in Cairo, the Under Secretary of Defence, a high school valedictorian in Iowa City, Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange, anyone who's a threat to Hydra now or in the future. <gasps> oh. Tumbleweed. <laughs> no, I know where it's from as well. Because <laughs> Stephen Strange has only been mentioned in one film, other than his own. <laughs> but I can't remember who Has said he? it for the life of me. Uh, Civil it was, War. It's got to be in Civil was, War, surely. You no, know, no, it was it Jasper. Well, yeah, in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Just before he disappears out of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So, tonight, oh. there's really only one subject we can talk about as the main bulk, and and that is the aforementioned Good Doctor. But to start with, we're just going to touch on a little bit of news, I think. Um, the first one was uh, the announcement of the Inhumans TV series, mm. rather than being a feature film. I'm I'm a little bit sad on this because I don't think we're going to get Vin Diesel in the lead now, which I was quite looking forward to seeing him play exactly the opposite as to what he plays in uh, in Guardians, um, being a character that's actually there but not talking. Um, so that's a bit sad because I really don't think he's going to do mm. it now. But what does everybody else think about the the change in intact with the the Inhumans? We certainly came out of the blue. I thought to suddenly announce that they're doing a TV show. Is this the thing that's the um, the toys have just come out in the uh, Disney shop, or is that something else? Not sure. Could be they they they've kind of been touching on them recently. I know there's a new Black Bolt comic series coming out. I read. Um, that's the the leader of the Inhumans, but it it wouldn't surprise me if they're not touching look. on it. So would he have appeared very much as he is himself in Diesel? Had he been yeah, in it would have been. Him? Yeah, it would have been him. It wouldn't have been CGI this time. But the mm. character just doesn't talk. <laughs> so it would have been completely the opposite. Whereas in Guardians, he talks. I know he doesn't say a lot. But mm. it would have actually been him with no voice this time. Because the, the character himself is apparently his voice is so powerful he can kill people with it. I was trying to think of a singer then I could cope with him and their lawyers might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. You're gonna to have to tell me tell me who the inhumans are because I'm totally basically at a loss. the is it the second season of Agents of Shield? It's basically what da- yeah. what Daisy is. Daisy is an inhuman. Oh, of course. But yeah. it's it's the royal family. That the the inhumans <coughs> series is based on right 
So, so it on... was going to be a standalone film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been scaled back. Yeah. Or or maybe a film couldn't have done it justice. Well, the the thing that seems to have, and it it comes up again. It seems to be the division between the movie movie yeah, the side of things again. and the TV side. Again, the Disney influence. Now that Kevin Feige di- reports directly to Bob Iger, whereas the TV side doesn't, they they report directly into Marvel. So, and it always seemed like it was Perlmutter's baby, mm. who's the guy that's in charge of of Marvel. Um, and it seems like Feige's turned around and gone, no, I don't really want to do this. And passed it on Don't, to the TV series. <laughs> it did seem kind of a strange fit anyway as a one-off movie, really. Yeah, they've, they've never really been involved with anybody else. Mm. They're kind of off on their own. So it did always seem like a bit of a strange choice, which I think everybody said at the time when it was announced that mm. it, was, it was strange that they were doing a movie based on those characters. So, are the Inhumans, uh, historically, are they a set, a few characters that are the main characters, or is this literally going to be a conveyor belt for people with superpowers? No, it's, because it's the royal family, it tends to stick to the same characters, so you've got, the few that I know, you've got Black Bolt, Medusa, and that's about as much as I know about the, the Inhumans, I didn't, I don't really know a lot about them at all. Does this give uh, an option of crossovers with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, they've said no at the moment. Um, The main bulk of Inhumans is going to be set on the moon. Oh. So. Mm -hmm. I saw that, yeah. So, I think they're kind of trying to shy away. Um, Whether it's true or not, there's rumours that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be cancelled after this year anyway. Well, we love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this house, um, but I believe it is getting panned over in America. It's not doing very well. Yeah. It has struggled to find an audience, I think, and it pulled over yeah, there really. Yeah, and it's, it's been moved every year. It's been in a different mm. time slot. Um, and it is, it, it's, it's strange that all of a sudden they've, got, they've decided they're going to go down the superhero route on, on TV. Mm-hmm. Where they haven't done uh, it. That's always been the thing with Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that they were trying to shy away from superpowers. Now, obviously, this yeah. year they've <clears throat> they've gone right against that and introduced Ghost Rider, which I think may have been their uh, their way of trying to save the show. Mm. Mm, whereas, whereas I think it's just given people the gone, actually, I just want to see a Ghost Rider show now. Well, I was going to say, that was the interesting bit. They were talking about, he's had talks about it. Yeah. Which kind of puts knocks on the head that we'll get to see the other version on a show of their own, perhaps. Yeah. yeah which is a shame. Yeah, I w- wonder whether they might go down the down the route of, now they've introduced the other, the Ghost Rider. Spoilers for everybody out there that hasn't seen the episodes yet. They do introduce uh, Johnny Blaze uh, kind of in the background. Um, mm. of an episode um, don't name yeah. him by names but it's quite clearly it's it's Johnny Blaze and I'm yeah. wondering whether that might be the, the introduction to this series that they're talking about that maybe it might be kind of like two ghost riders mm. with Johnny trying to mentor him yeah because um, we've established that he's out there and he hasn't yeah. disappeared yeah it's not a case that this one has replaced him no. as established in that episode so, so. Um, I guess we'll talk about that more when it airs over here so yeah uh, uh, anything else about Inhumans? I know we don't really know a lot about it, obviously. 
Um, but so no, uh, anything you, is, is it a being done as a Disney cartoon as well? Like a kids, like the Amazing Adventures of Spider Man, or uh, not that I've read, but it wouldn't surprise me because they went down that route, didn't they, with Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. So, but it's a way of introducing the characters, I suppose, to a wider audience. Probably lends itself to animated version as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Certainly, with all the the stuff out in space, it wouldn't wouldn't feel out of place, would it? Uh, You've got to think. Eventually, this bubble is going to burst. Yeah, they've been saying for years, though, and I don't know whether it will because superhero, particularly movies, are they're water cooler movies. Yeah, and certainly with moving on from from certain characters, we know that really we know that Iron Man's done as a as a solo franchise. Yeah, Cap's probably done now. Thor's yeah. pro- Thor's probably done after this next one next year. Uh, so they're going to be introducing new characters, so it's always going to be a different story, I think. Mm. Mm. And until they get to the point where they start having to reboot the characters, then I think it's it's on a safe journey at the moment. Yeah. So. Of course, on an aside to that, we've kind of established that we're not going to see some characters from Mr. Feige this last week or so. Yeah. Uh, no Fantastic Four or X-Men. No, not for the for the time being. Anyway, Craig uh, will be gutted about. I suspect no Wolverine versus Hulk. Sorry, Craig. Do you know what I've? I want to love the X Men, but I think I've said on a previous show they just don't do it for me. Mm. I need to go back and revisit them films because I think you listen to the negativity about them. Mm. Basically, everyone's virtually a flop, isn't it? The last the few that have come out. Yeah, um, right. I know we don't talk about them much because they're kind of stuck off on the fringe. It's not really as the MCU. I think it's a shame that we don't get to see the Fantastic Four at some point because they yeah. kind of lend themselves to the MCU, really. Yeah, I certainly, in some of the the ways they're going, certainly introducing Doctor Strange. It's a shame mm. we're not going to see Mister Fantastic with the Illuminati at some point and and things mm. like that. I think that's a real. A real shame, but, yep. but yeah. If the other, if the other film, um, the the people who own the rights to them, if they can't get back into bed with Marvel and Disney, they're shooting their own uh, feet. I think. Yeah, I think because I the think... success of Spider-Man coming yeah. into Civil War. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. I think once this this solo film comes out, when it's a a joint venture, I think that might make them look towards maybe doing something. I do wonder whether that's what they're waiting on. And as as, mm. Feige, as Feige said, he said we've got we've got our plates full at the moment with the, the films yeah. we've got planned. So Absolutely. it's finding somewhere to slot them in. I think is yeah. is another reason they haven't gone after him really hard. That so, Spider-Man film has got the potential to be the biggest superhero film in the history of superhero films just purely because it's spider-man well i i predict it'll blow the box office of the raimi ones out of the water yeah yeah i think it might blow um the avengers out the water yeah. uh, we'll see uh, yeah 
So, uh, moving on from the Inhumans, uh, another bit of TV news, but the Netflix news, I think, is that basically everybody's coming back for the Defenders. Every mm-hmm. kind mm. of side character is coming back. Obviously, yeah. no confirmation on the villains, but Elektra's coming back, Foggy's coming back, Karen's coming back. Um, the mm. only one, the only one that hasn't been confirmed so far is the Punisher. Mm. which I'm wondering whether that's possibly just a set-up for the Solo series, that possibly it's going to be a surprise when he does come back. Mm. So. I can't wait to get back into bed with these characters. Especially that, Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh, especially Jessica Jones. <laughs> do, do you think once this series is done, they'll go back to getting their own series, or do you think... Well, Jessica Jones and Daredevil have both got new series yep. announced. Oh, uh, fantastic. The other two haven't at the moment. Um, and I think that's on the basis that possibly they're going to get a joint series. Because um, mm. of the comic books, Iron Fist and Luke Cage um, make a team called Heroes for Hire. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that's where they're heading. I think that's possibly where it's going to end at the end of the Defenders with those two going off. Yeah, um, well, you, you wonder how much solo story you can tell for Luke Cage in particular. Yeah, it kind of feels like we've we've seen most of what they can tell as a solo series. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Iron Fist, uh, it's a strange one having not seen it already. Um, we don't know where that's going, but mm. uh, it's a stra- it's a hard one to sell, and I think that's the reason why it's the last of the four. Is because mm. they've already got that audience built in now. I mean, the fly in the ointment could be this um, very strong rumours of Disney looking to buy Netflix. Well, yeah, they could basically Although, be producing. They could everything. scuffle their own. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but that news passed me by. I must admit, I hadn't heard that. So. Yeah, yeah. The the reason why is because Bob Iger the the CEO at Disney is actually due to retire in two years um, and they're looking for a replacement and they're talking about the guy that's the chairman of Netflix ah. possibly becoming <clears throat> the new new CEO at Disney and I can see why Disney is struggling to break into the streaming market although we've got Disney Life over here for yeah. £9.99 and it's, it's awful <laughs> it's awful um, and over in America the Disney back catalogue is part of Netflix. Yeah, uh, so they could expand that a bit more globally, couldn't they? Now? Yeah. Yeah, so... Interesting. That'd be interesting what that does for the shows, actually, the Marvel shows, whether it be a good or a bad thing. It might, might prove it to be a good thing. I'm just worried about Orange is the New Black. Don't be touching that, Disney. <laughs> That's a completely different podcast. <laughs> it is, it's an interesting thought when you think that some of those... Um, some of those shows probably wouldn't have been made under the Disney banner. Mm. And some of the shows that they've picked up over the years probably wouldn't have been under that banner either. And you do... No, you, you start to wonder whether things like Gotham might disappear off of Netflix and... Yeah, stuff, stuff from like other that. major competitors, yeah. 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 So, Watch your space, I guess. Yeah. But which characters are we looking forward to coming back the most? Karen. 
Karen and oh Daredevil for me. I, I just Daredevil's a great character. And I don't really like Charlie Cox in that role. And it's going to, as I say, it's just going to be interesting interacting with the other three or four yeah. main characters. It'd be good watching them feeling each other out because although <laughs> some of them have dipped in and out, you know, Luke Cage literally dipped into Jessica Jones, didn't he? <laughs> um, it'll be good to see the chemistry between them. Mm. Um, Daredevil was in a dark place at the end of series two. Yeah. You wouldn't be surprised if he's hanging off the off a noose somewhere because he was really down, wasn't he? Yeah. And Jessica Jones, I just feel um, she was, you know, she didn't have a superhero costume like Luke Cage and ever, but she didn't really fulfil her potential, I think, as well, with her superpowers. We're only seeing glimpses of it. Yeah. What I'd like, would like to see is how her no BS attitude to life comes up against the others. That's going to be interesting. Because yeah. she doesn't take any BS and she doesn't believe in BS and she's just so... So that'll be interesting as well, I think. Yeah, she's definitely the I mean, most Lu- down-to-earth of the four, isn't she? Mm. Yeah. <coughs> Luke Cage is quite chilled out, like, I mean, but there's only so many times you can walk in a room and get shot 70 times and then just <laughs> sl- slap a few people on the back of the head. Aye. So, uh, mm. For me, I'm looking forward to some of the, the supporting cast coming back. Uh, Trisha, I'm quite looking forward to seeing whether she goes down the superhero path Mm. Um, for me obviously if John Bernthal's coming back can't wait to see the Punisher again Um, hopefully he will be announced at some point Um, I want to see the Kingpin again yeah there's no no confirmation yeah no confirmation on any of the villains other than other than Elektra um, at the moment but you've got to assume some of them will but make an appearance. Did they confirm Sigourney Weaver's in it? Isn't that yeah, it? she's playing the main villain. Yeah, but so, well, they haven't named her yet, though. No, they? they haven't. No, they've not said yeah. any, anything about who she's playing or or anything. But I'd that, be surprised if we say if we can get some cameos from the likes of the the hand or from Kingpin yeah. or somebody in the background somewhere. Yeah. So you've got um, to assume there might be some uh, mental images of Tennant in there as well somewhere. Obviously, I don't think mm. he'll be filming anything new, but you've got to assume it's still playing on our mind at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's gonna be really. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Yeah. So. It'll be good. Something. Something different. When, when's this? Uh, when's this pencil to be launched? Back end of the year, isn't it? I think. I think it's. Isn't it summer? Cause oh, is it three, summer? Is yeah, because we've got three series next year. We've got we? three shows, haven't we? Yeah. We've got Iron Fist first, oh. then Defenders, and then Punisher. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, probably will be summer, yeah. So I think it was June, nice. July time. So it's pencilled in be... for now. Next year's literally got... This year's been phenomenal. Next year's going to be better. Yeah, mm. yeah it certainly is. I think Marvel are going to... As we're going to talk about, Doctor Strange, I thought was a, a really good debut for a character. I think yeah, next, absolutely. Year, next year with Spider-Man, Thor... Um, and the Defenders all come in next year. I think it's going to be a really good year for, for Marvel again. I can't see them failing. Yep. So, so, yeah. Yeah. And then the last bit of news, um, something from kind of from a different podcast, uh, Mine and Craig's Disney podcast, but uh, Marvel are moving into Disney, finally, into the parks. 
Uh, Hong Kong are getting their own land um, based on Marvel. They first it's been announced a while ago. They've got the the Iron Man experience, which is opening uh, early next year. Um, Did see a video of that. They've released a video of it now, uh, kind of a trailer. Um, Sadly, it's not Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, which I thought was a bit of a letdown. Um, That's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like, really? You just don't want to pay him, do you? (laughs) It's probably the truth of it. It's kind of the same thing that happened at Universal with uh, the Hogwarts Express, where they haven't got uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Emma Watson playing Hermione and Harry. Um, Mm. They brought someone else in to play Tony Stark, by the look of it. Um, So that's opening at the beginning of the year, but they're actually retheming a ride. Um, they're oh. retheming Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Um, it's, it looks like it's going to be based on Ant-Man. Which Ooh. has really surprised me. So it's going to basically be a shooting game based around Ant-Man, by the look of it. But I'm not well, quite that pretty much be is, quite interesting. Yeah. That pretty much is to infinity and beyond, really, yeah. if it's Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, that was, they released a, like a promo shot, because obviously they aren't even working on it at the moment. It's only kind of designs that have been done, but the, the artwork was Ant-Man. So it looks like it's at least going to be partially based on Ant-Man, okay. if not completely. And then they, they've also said that there's going to be another ride um, in that land that's not going to be built for another three or four years. But they've not actually said what it is. They've not said anything about who it's based on, what it is, whether it's a roller coaster or anything. But looking at the other two rides, I'm assuming it's going to be a roller coaster. Mm. But I don't know. I would assume Oof. they'll go down the Avengers line with that. Yeah. Interesting. What's What's been the the big, biggest success stories over there, uh, movie wise? Iron Man, in the really. Big Marvel. Is it Iron Man, is it? Yeah, because they, they even went and filmed some of the Iron Man 3, didn't they, in China? So. That, yeah. And it was partially, I think it was partially funded by a Chinese film company as well. I think it was, wasn't it? Because some of the, the shots, yeah. they, uh, they made sure they filmed over there, like you say. Yeah. So. We've had confirmation, haven't we, that um, the Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios is not going to be Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. They've, they've confirmed that now. They confirmed that, was it the D23 thing? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. the, the Disney fan club had a had an event in, in Orlando and they did actually confirm that it isn't being changed now. Only just the California one. So uh, there's still... That's very unlike Disney, to be honest, because they normally will... Um, save money on development costs and put three of the same thing in across the board. But we've still got oh, rumours, haven't me. we? Sorry. God. Oh, what happened? <laughs> oh, sorry, I clicked on a link about our upcoming discussion. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, they're looking at Guardians coming into Epcot still, aren't they? Yeah, they that are. rumor won't go away. Yeah, and I, I can't see that changing. I think that is, I think that's possibly why they've denied it with uh, Tower of Terror because they are working on something else that they kind of want to take yeah. uh, the spotlight off of. Um, and there is a meet and greet with Doctor Strange now, isn't there, in Hollywood Studios oh. as well? 
So he's the first meet and greet character in Florida. So, yeah, interesting. That's very interesting, to be honest, yeah. because they're going to start pushing. You, you can see like the the circle around Universal Florida getting smaller and smaller yeah. as Marvel is just getting coming closer. Yeah. I it, think eventually some something will give. Yeah, you've got to look at it and you've got to think that possibly Universal have got a deal for the characters they used in the first place and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and now Marvel are going to start using the characters that they don't have a deal on. Which, Doctor Strange, Guardians... So, And to be fair, a lot of the characters at Universal, Marvel <coughs> don't care about. Because they're X-Men. <laughs> so... I like Craig. But... Because they're not going to use them in their own park, so they don't. I don't think they really care. The only ones that they obviously care about not having is Hulk, Spider-Man. They obviously at Universal they use Captain America as well, don't they? But that's yeah. about it, really. The rest of them are all mm. X-Men characters. So, so yeah, it's it's interesting that they're now they're definitely planning on something, and we all know that at California the. Tower of Terror with it going to Guardians is just the beginning. That'll be a much larger area at some point, I would imagine. So, let's hope they move it to Paris as well. <gasps> so, we've got the meet and greet with Spider-Man, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's that's it for news. There wasn't a huge amount of news this this yeah, month. Very quiet last week. So I think with the the films coming to an end for the year and and things like that, I think I think mm. it's going to quieten down now until the new year, until probably until Guardian. Well, Guardians is summer, isn't it? This time, Spider Man's is May. Oh uh, yeah, Guardians. Now, is Guardians first. is May. Spider's yeah. July, I think. Yeah, and then then Thor in October or November. Mm. So uh, the first thing will be Iron Fist that we get in the new year. I think. So we probably yeah. won't, other than possibly seeing some filming on the Defenders, I don't think we'll see a lot else now for the rest of the year. So, but on to the, the big subject. Uh, a certain uh, Doctor made his appearance in the last month uh, on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, we've, just... we've all seen it, which is why yeah. Josh didn't do his homework, because he hasn't. <laughs> um, so that's why he's Shit, not with sorry. us tonight, yeah. Can't get the staff these days. Um, but even Craig has seen it. I have. So, what did, what's everybody's first impressions? Well, I really go on, you enjoyed go first, it. Tony. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I th- again, I thought Marvel nailed the casting. I mean, Paul, remember at the time when they first announced BC for it? I thought, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch for I don't know. And then I started seeing the mock-ups and I thought, okay, yeah, I can buy this. Then I saw the cast photos of him and I think, ah, and he nailed it. I think it's really good. Did, yeah. The, the accent, the mid-Atlantic accent at times is a little bit distracting. Yeah. But his actual performance I thought was great. He, he captured the the arrogance of somebody, probably rightly with the God Complex because he could do some amazing stuff as a medicine man. Um, I think he captured that well. He, he captured a really good arc of moving to humility as well from the end of the film. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we'll bring it on to a minute in a bit later. But that, that when he gets to that climax and, he, and he's what well, effectively could have been his sacrifice. I think it's a great moment, and he shows some great comic timing as well during the film that we've not really seen a lot of before. Um, I thought the old cast was great. Some of them didn't have as much to do as others. Benedict Wong, I thought, was a superb, nice little performance. I'm glad he's coming back for next year, or for, um, not next year, but for um, Infinity War, I believe. Yeah, he signed his contract. I think he announced it himself. Yeah. He was coming back. I think back. he's probably the break character, actually, from the film, to be honest. Yeah, it was the sort of the one that you didn't really know much about, and I know they did change his char- character quite a bit. Because um, in the comics, he's, uh, he's more of a, a servant yeah. um, than he is in the in the film. But I suppose well, that, that fits with the, the day and age of it, to be fair. I don't think they yeah. could have got away with treating him the same way that they did in the in the comics. But his comic exchanges with Benedict, I thought, were superb. Some yeah. of the best bits of the film. The, the whole singing thing, I thought, was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, as you as you said, Tony, I thought some of the characters were a little bit underutilized. Uh, Rachel McAdams <laughs> being the yeah. the main one, um, though what she did have, I thought, was very good, um, and it didn't play on the usual tripes. I don't think it didn't kind of leave her as the love interest. It it left her as this hard nosed ex, rather than yeah, so we, yeah, we don't see that very often, yeah. really. Rather than bowing so down, to, yeah. To, the film so no i thought i thought what she had was very good but i don't think she had enough and i can understand why because half the film he wasn't even in new york yeah quite so uh, again again i thought that the villain was a little bit meh i didn't think Mads Mm. mickelson's character was great again mads is a great actor we obviously love hannibal um yeah He's coming up in the new Star Wars film, um, all the way back to Bond. Um, yeah, I remember watching that and thinking it was a great performance. But again, Marvel just don't seem to grasp the villain role on a lot of a lot of times. No. I think the only I mean, you look back just briefly across all the films, the only one to me that really stands out who've had anything much to do was Red Skull. Yeah, Loki. Oh. And Loki, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, we all thought Ultron was fairly poor as a villain, didn't we? Mm. Um, sadly, um, do you think part of the t- part of the problem is sometimes we're actually because of the human element of the film, we're often dealing with the second villain most of the time. Yeah, I think so. And that's a problem in itself because it ultimately the face-off is with a great big mystical being. Yeah. Yeah. To put the human face on the villain there we go to the second villains and they don't always have so much to do yeah i kind of agree obviously you look at the first avengers and uh, well thanos is hardly even in the first avengers mm. yeah he's meant to be the overarching villain yet loki yeah kind of steals the show <laughs> so yeah i agree I th- they kind of haven't come up with a, a really great villain since that first phase yeah is it is the film true to the comic books? Fairly, his, um, his story the, is fairly true. I thought it was very much a drawing a line in the sand of this was the old Marvel films, and this is potentially the start of 
obviously phase two and all what's coming up. It was yeah. very much, and it was quite a short film. Yeah, I thought I that felt as well. I don't. Yeah. In fact, I it, think it, it's it the shortest Marvel well. film. It did rattle along at a fair old pace too. I thought. Yeah, it, it definitely felt yeah, like it... I was walking out of the cinema quicker than I normally would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, maybe that's not a bad thing because as much as I've loved some other films, some of them could have actually shaved 10, 15 minutes off and still told a decent story. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. From, Did from, any of you two get to see it in 3D? I didn't. No, I didn't bother. I just sort of managed to get a TD screen. No, I didn't either. It was just the timing was 2D was better. Yeah. Yeah. And I tend to stray, yeah, yeah. keep away from conversions as a rule. Um, though I believe IMAX conversions are a little bit better to watch than, than the regular conversions. Um, I think if you can get to see the 3Ds, always the IMAX version is, is the recommended one, I believe, yeah. if you get a chance. I mean, the, the special effects were mind-blowing throughout it, but they sort of... They, they become... Don't you think that at some point they overtook the characters? The special effects um, become ca- characters. They were too all that folding into the buildings, and um, it just seemed to go on for hours. I don't know. Necessarily, I really did enjoy that stuff. That aspect. The, I think the bit that sort of not so much took me out of the film to start with, but was quite startling was when he first, when he gets pushed out of his body, and when he goes on his first little jaunt, and some of the worlds he visits were just completely freaky. And yeah. like you say, Craig, this is a complete tonal shift for Marvel, and it was really unsettling, actually, to see what we got hands going out of hands and things like that. that yeah, that was strange. Uh, boom, <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, that was it was a little bit weird, and obviously one of those realms that he goes through is the, the realm from Ant-Man as well. Well, you've got to assume... Was it in there, or do we just assume that it was in no, there No, it was in there. They, yeah? they have confirmed that it was definitely in there, so... So you wonder if that's how they're going to set up the return of uh, Janet, is it, at some point? Yeah. So Now, as well, he's, he's not just going through our universe, was he? No. He was going through different parts of the multiverse. This is what we're saying, yeah. So this is like the Earth 2, is it, and all that type of stuff? Yeah, or is that totally similar. different? Well, yeah, Marvel don't tend to touch on that sort of thing. They don't kind of try to... They don't have the same characters on on different earths with right. with marvel it's it's always a different a completely different character right. so okay. but it's it's definitely interesting where they're going and as i i posted on facebook when i came out it felt like they were setting strange up to be the new leader of the avengers mm, definitely there's yeah, absolutely definitely. no doubt that's where they're going they've got the, they've got their big name again haven't they they yeah. now don't have to worry about keeping Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. They now have well, a, an Oscar winner. And to be honest, you probably organise clicking on IGN and one or two other sites a minute ago, they don't need to worry just looking at the figures. It's crossed the 600 million marker worldwide this week. Yeah, it's the biggest debut for a, a Marvel character. For a solo, yeah. yeah. Biggest single character introduction of the lot. Uh, what else we got? It's the ninth MCU title to cross the 600 million mark. Uh, Disney's fifth 2060 movie, incidentally. Still hasn't come out in Japan yet. 
And that would, um, it would do big money in Japan as well, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, worldwide it's gone. It's gone better than all. Captain America, First Avenger, Thor, Ant Man, Iron Man. Yeah, it's just. I'll be honest. I didn't know it. Think it was going to do those sort of numbers. I thought it might do a little bit more than Ant Man just because of Benedict. Yeah. But those figures are mental. <laughs> Let's be honest. But you say that. I looked at that list and I was absolutely amazed that Ant Man was third. Yeah. On 30, the yeah, three hundred thirty-nine million globally. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that. And I know, obviously, inflation has to be taken into account with the other mm. ones, but it wasn't that long ago. So yeah. you, it just shows you, doesn't it, how much word of mouth gets you from the fact that yeah. obviously Marvel was yeah, Marvel is now a huge name out there. People are mm. going to go and see it, no matter what it is. Yeah. So as long as they keep producing quality films, then people are going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. So. A lot of people go on and on about the rating and stuff, and they, but that's kind of how I expect a twelve A film to be is what they make. Yeah, it sits. Sometimes it sits just on the top of twelve A. Yeah, with some scenes and some dialogue exchanges, but they're fun films. They're family films. You come out of them most of the time. You've had a good time. You'll get the odd risky bit for the older fans and the older people in the audience. You've got stuff to keep the kids entertained. They're doing twelve A right at Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly. What, did, what did you, what did you think of the humour? Because I've I've listened on other podcasts, real fans being one of them, and they're a bit critical of the cheesy humour. Now, see again, but, this is what I say. I like the humour that crosses the MCU. I think it comes back to them being fun films. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was cheesy at all. It was. No. It was a bit weird as Cape. Does his Cape do that in the comics? Yep. Pull them all, pull them all round the place. Yeah. Again, I thought fantastic character that was that Cape. It's just superbly done. I thought it was great. It's great comedy. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't feel we got to see. Although we saved the world and all that, we didn't see any of his powers really, did we? No, he's still got a heck of a lot more powers to learn. Yeah, it's a good. It's, and I think it's. I can understand if you got three films potentially of his own plus the Avengers. You want to drip feed the stuff. I mean, it was interesting that he doesn't keep to wear the um the stone at the end, and he has to go back on the shelf. Effectively, I thought that was interesting that he's not worthy of wearing it by the end of the film just yet. Yeah, I was really surprised that he wasn't made Sorcerer Supreme at the end. Mm, it seems like yeah. that's going to be saved until at least the second film. Yeah, possibly. So. So yeah, it so, seems I like they're going to make him work for it. I think I swear we I swear this before we we should jump to the um to the end of the film really and pause one sore oh, point. God, <laughs> when we're talking about humour. Yeah, I, um, I'm not a fan of the the end credit scene at all. I think we we should say this well, of course this isn't the final end credit scene after the credits, no. which I thought was really nice actually. That was really setting up the sequel yeah. quite well. But we're talking about the one, of course, with the cameo from Mr. Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, I'm beginning to feel like Thor's a bit of a joke character. Now, it's interesting because I didn't think the joke was actually on him in that scene. No, but it, it just seems like they're using him to to get a belly laugh. Rather, mm. than, rather than just normal humour. And it's not the first time they've done it either. They've done it in previous films as well with him and yeah, what did you think of that scene Craig 
Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was alright. It just. It's not so much the scene for me. It's it's just <laughs> that that joke. The scene itself yeah. is great because it sets up, as I said, Strange being the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's just that joke with Thor. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, but at least that, that did confirm that one thing that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. We were going to see some crossover, and it looks yeah. like it very much seems like he's going to appear at least in the first act. Yeah. Of the Thor movie, and I guess that's what where it kicks off. Yeah, which is what we saw being filmed. Yeah. So, oh, so Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor. Yeah. That's what we think he's going to be, certainly in the first, in the opening sequences, at at least, we suspect. Because they have been filming in, they've been filming in New York, or on a New York set, should I say, um, with, it was Thor, Loki, and their dad, Odin's son, Odin, Mm. should I say. Um, So they're definitely filming something, and I'm sure, sure Benedict will be in it. And so, what was the second ending? Uh, the one with um, with Baron Mordo Baron Dormo, and the yeah. chap. The chap who was sort of got his powers to walk, hadn't he? Oh um, yeah, yeah. And for once, it was one that was actually worth waiting for. I thought right to yeah. the end, it was quite interesting. Yeah, it's clearly setting up the sequel where that's obviously he's going to be targeting all the sorcerers that are out there or anybody with powers. But, but, but don't you think he crossed over to the dark side rather too? too easily yeah well again it's is it the dark side though it's a, he sees it the strange and the ancient ones are the ones effectively you have gone to the dark side hasn't he yeah it's kind of a gray area. To, yeah so when obviously in those months when he's been away something has happened to him and he says he's been away for a while i mean and the big the big massive um baddy I can't remember his name either. Domadu. I want to do, yeah, but I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, he's the destroyer of worlds, and he comes from wherever he is, where he keeps all the worlds all destroyed in, like, this place. And don't you think he was rather defeated a bit easily? Uh, I'm led to believe that isn't the end of him. Well, I mean, because he doesn't kill him or anything like that. He just sort of does a deal with him, doesn't he? Yeah, that that's sort of a form that he he used just for that film. Apparently, I read that somewhere that's the plan for the third film, is that he'll right. come back he... oh, right. in a different form. Interesting. Um, because but come on, who doesn't who doesn't want Dormammu? I've come to bargain as their ringtone now. <laughs> <laughs> But on on that see, note as well, um, the voice of the the villain uh, was Benedict was Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking was. to himself. Brilliant. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my head's battered. <laughs> Every time I record this podcast, my head gets battered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was talking to himself. Literally, not even literally. He was talking to himself in those those scenes. Yeah. They they said, uh, having heard him do Smog in The Hobbit, that they knew straight away that they wanted him to do the voice as well. So it was a re- I really did enjoy that ending because uh, oh blimey, it's the first time thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Oh my god, they've killed him! Yeah, and then he comes mm. back a second time. Like, ah, interesting. 
And then they get the third one. <laughs> By then, I'm really bought into that sequence. Very clever. Nice that, It reminded me of um, that Bill Murray film, Groundhog Day. Okay. Yeah. How many times? Different ways he, he killed him. Which genius. Was... He could have been there for a millennium. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just genius. Yeah, it was very good. Very clever. And, uh, yeah, I did like the time travel bits in it. And some of the visuals for them were sort of jumping in and out of the sort of the different um, areas. It's like there's um, the three doors into the three different parts of the planet, weren't there? Were like this desert and jungle. I liked all that stuff as well. But so if I'll be very surprised if it doesn't pick up the best visual effects Oscar. It'll be about Rogue time. One. Yeah, Rogue One is going to have to go something to better that, I think. It's got Stormtroopers on a beach. I'm not being funny. It's already better, they. Yeah, but that's not special effects, though, is it? That's just Stormtroopers filmed on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Well, it's, like a, it's like a World War Two movie, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be very surprised if it doesn't, it doesn't win. It'll certainly get a nomination, I suspect, because yeah. the visuals are fantastic. But, um, I really like the th- um, some of the music as well, particularly the end theme. Again, that was a very much a departure from other Marvel. Very trippy, almost hippie Beatles style, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember it to be honest. All, all very twangy and and hippie and Lennon and Yoko kind of style, sort of. Well. I'll have to go and listen to that. There must be a soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's out. It's very, very different to some of the other stuff. They're quite bombastic, aren't they? And in your face. And that was a sort of very interesting take. A great theme, I thought. Yeah, it's been great. Again, very different for, for Marvel. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just. No, I really enjoyed it. Really, wasn't sure how it was going to do and how I was going to embrace it, but no, I bought into it completely. And and he just opens up the MCU a bit more as well now, just to see how he's going to react alongside the Avengers and how they're going to react to him. And of course, if we don't get those two obvious scenes, Paul, there's no justice yeah, in the world. there really isn't. Sherlock and the thing with the beards. If those don't happen, then there's no justice. Yeah, yeah. It's also <laughs> interesting whether they'll throw Martin Freeman into the the mix as well. I assume we should explain that to Craig, really, if you do not <laughs> What's he going to do? There's a, well, there's, course, a, there's a scene in the comic books where basically they compare beards, him and Tony right. Stark. And Tony Stark's waiting to high-five and, he's, and Strange is leaving him hanging. Yeah. And at the last, uh. he, he concedes and does it and he goes, I so hate you, or something like that, he says to, to Tony yeah. Stark. <laughs> And if they've got to put that in the movie, surely when it comes to it, yeah. And the other one, of course, we said is, is some third character is sort of saying to one of them, "No shit, Sherlock." With them both having played Helms, and you kind, yes, they're obvious, and but you kind of want them in there, don't you? Oh, that's got to be in there, that one. Yeah, got to have those in there. I think somewhere when they come to the, so, the certainly film. with the the Russos. Uh comedic side from their, their previous shows I can't see why they wouldn't put something in like that there has to be either those or something along those lines yeah so, just that sort of throw gag so where would you guys place it in the list of films from Marvel then 
Ooh. Okay. Um, That's a tough one. We've had so many now. <laughs> but uh, Civil Wars be number one. Avengers is be number two. Iron Man is be number three. I'm going to put it as be number four. Hmm. Interesting. I, mean, I don't like. I don't like Captain America. He's a dickhead. He's not. He's misunderstood. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a pain in the ass. He's so fu- he can't walk past the middle, and he's just so. <sighs> You're a bitter man, Lucas. <laughs> See, the the first two Captain America films are my top two. Yeah, I love. Yeah, first Avenger. I watched a bit of it again the other night. It's a film I can sit down and watch it for halfway through. It was on the other night on telly. Even I've got it. I watched it to the end. I love the yeah. first one because I'm a World War Two junkie. So I love um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, so those two are in my top five. Um, maybe fifth, sixth. See, that's exactly where I'd got, got it. Yeah, it's one I need to go back to and watch it again before I put it in a proper order. Yeah. See, I'd have the the first two Captain America films, uh, the first Avengers, Iron Man, and I toss up between Civil War being fifth or Ant-Man being fifth, Mm. and then then whichever one doesn't get in is sixth, and I'd probably put Strange at seven. Yeah. That's such a shame. You get movie after movie. It's getting harder and harder to put them into order now, isn't it? Yeah. So many to choose from. And they've all pretty much, they're, even the, the lesser films are better quality than most stuff we get. So juggling them into an order is getting quite tough now, some yeah. of them. But where would you put Daredevil? Not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool. If you uh, could have him in there. I'd isn't probably it put such it about a shame that he, yeah, likewise, even though I loved it, I thought it was a superb film, in terms of, if it was an MCU film, I wouldn't put it probably in the top five. Oh, I'd str- I've watched I that about, it. that's the most film, the one I've watched the most. Really is. Uh, interesting, I did buy that this week on Blu-ray, it was like 10 quid in Sainsbury. <laughs> so, I must have loved it, yeah, I don't know whether it would make my top five if it was an MCU film. Because it's, but there we go, but... But yeah, certainly top ten. Strangers certainly fits my top ten quite easily. Yeah. Yep. So on that note, I think I think that's the the review done. Um, obviously, as we're coming up towards the end of the year, uh, we've said earlier there's not a lot to talk about. But I think the plan is that we're going to do a two part commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've decided to go right back to the start. We're going to do an Iron Man commentary. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> which we will release the first part uh, over Christmas uh, and then the second part in the new year. Genius. So, nice little special. And then by that point, by the end of January, we will have had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we'll be yep. back into usual business for, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably end of January, beginning of February, I would imagine. Yep. Yep. I guess at this, this is the point now, Craig, will get this where we have to start to fade to grey. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we shall say goodbye. Good night. Au revoir. I'm looking for the. Uh...